You're about to watch our midweek leadership talk with Cowboy Junction Church. We hope that you're encouraged as you listen to this to grow and become a limitless leader in a world full of limits. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are. And today I pray for Clay and I that we would be able to articulate something that really jumped out at us uh, yesterday. Lord, uh, communicate to us as leaders. We need you. We love you. Amen. Amen. All right, let me do the hand deal. Okay, so today Clay Harden and I are going to involve you guys in a conversation that we had yesterday. And uh, it's very exciting. We, We always talk about stuff. But um, let me give you an idea. Let me set this up so that you'll kind of understand where we come from. I had a great time at the leadership um, banquet, the volunteer banquet. That was so much fun. So many people showed up. The food was great. We were able to capitalize on introducing to a lot of people the Lee County Beef Program. The, the meat we ate that night was from the Lee County Beef Program. Uh, we were able to honor. Isn't it great when you honor people yeah. and they are blessed that you honor them? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it blows me away when you honor people and they could care less. But every one of the people that we honored was just so touched. And that touches me. Man, when, when people feel honored that we honor them, that's so cool. For people to stick around and play cornhole and have fun was just a blast. But as a leader, I'm always looking at, and this may be healthy and unhealthy, but just go with me here. The healthy side, I'm always looking at how other leaders, other churches, other staff do things. Okay, And it's about this time of year that a lot of churches honor their volunteers, honor their staff, honor the, the people that do a lot of the ministry. And, and I just got to paying attention to how did other churches do what we did uh, Sunday night, and I came across some great leaders. One leader that I saw, who, who I would just think that he is a general in uh, what's going on right now in the movement of the kingdom of God. He, they hire party planners who rent facilities, and all the people are showing up, and they they're dressed to the nines, and and they look fantastic, and they have this huge banquet and party and there's things hanging from the chandeliers and there's DJ he's playing and and it, it's just phenomenal they fly their leaders in from all their um, online camp or on their, their their satellite campuses from all over the nation in and, and boy that's just inspiring to think how well they do excellence for something like a volunteer banquet the same thing goes for another a friend of mine that's in Illinois and um, he had he had an 80s uh, a prom. He had an 80s prom and everybody dressed up in 80s prom dresses and suits. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. And and they had such a great time. They had an 80s dance and they honored everyone. Honored everyone. And so I came to the office and I sat down with a few of the staff members and, and I threw the idea of what, what was the budget of our uh, volunteer banquet. And and it was a little bit, it was quite a bit more than we normally do, but at the same time, it was something that we felt like it was important. We gave everybody gifts, we gave everybody stuff, and I made the comment that, that well, you know what, maybe next year we can do something bigger. And from what my standpoint was, if we spent this much on our volunteers, what if we poured into them? What if we made them feel real valuable? And I'm envisioning really next year whole nother level. And to give you an illustration without giving you numbers, I want I want our volunteer banquet to go from here, which isn't a bad thing, to here. 
which you know, you can see the difference. You can kind of get an idea on the increase. Would you say that's about a safe, uh, <laughs> safe example? Maybe a little bit more? Maybe something like that? And, and I, I wanted to do this, and, and, and CG said, well, I'll throw it to Clay. I came in yesterday morning, and we, Clay and I were just talking about all kinds of different stuff. I said, did CG uh, shoot you the number? He said, yes, yes, he did. I said, I, I've had a change of thought. 24 hours as a leader is a fantastic thing for your leadership. Before you make a, a leadership decision, you really ought to give it 24 hours of prayer. Any big decision, any big uh, purchase you make, give it 24 hours before you pull the trigger. And I turned to Clay and I said, I've had a change of thought because I began to look at the vision, and Clay will tell you, Ty can take off and fly at 10,000 feet faster than anybody. But once I come back down and have some time to think about it, this is what I told Clay. I had to some time to think about what's the goal and what's the win. Those are things that happen in your ministry, in your leadership, when you begin to give it 24 hours of thought. What's the goal and what's the win? And I, I turned to Clay and I said, okay, if we did this, it would be incredible. But if, in comparison, are we still getting the same result as if we did this? If we did this, it would be epic. But would we get the same result as if we got this? In which Clay Harden turned to me and said... Well, it was pretty neat because in Financial Peace, just um, this week we had talked about a portion of it was on opportunity cost and how decisions need to be weighed on the opportunity cost of what that is. And there were certain examples. And to give a definition, it's a benefit, profit, or value of something that must be given up to acquire or achieve something else. Uh, since every resource, time, money, energy can be put in to put alternative uses, every action, choice, or decision has an associated opportunity cost. And opportunity cost can help you make a better decision because it helps you put decisions in context. Cost and benefits are framed in terms of what's most important to you at the time of the decision. And so say in the, in the financial piece he was talking about, if you have $5,000 and if you want to spend $5,000 to go on a cruise, that's perfectly fine. If you have the money to do it, do it. But also in looking at that, you can't spend that $5,000 to invest it in a mutual fund, or you can't take that $5,000 and sow it into a ministry, you've allocated right here, and so you have to weigh the opportunity cost of is it better used here, 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 or wherever that is. And so this, and it's not just on money, it's on every decision that we make, there's an opportunity cost. We have 24 hours in a day, and that opportunity cost of that time, our energy, our effort, what we're pouring that into, there's, there's so a, a give and take on that, and you have to weigh out those opportunities. Am I doing the best with the resources that I've been given? Think about that for a minute. And so I want you to write down as a leader, you have to recognize what an opportunity cost is. Right. What does it cost your time? What does it cost your energy, your, your volunteers, your money? If we improve, say it would be so great to fly around here with these kind of ideas, okay? But at the end of the day, if you come up with the same result, but it costs you three times more, you have to ask yourself about the opportunity law or cost and whether or not it was an actual win for the whole project versus a win for the individual project. Uh, I brought up the issue of play. It is, is we, we really function around here on Moneyball. 
And if you've ever watched the movie Moneyball, last year I did an illustrated sermon on the Moneyball during the movie uh, series. And it, it's, I, I expressed to Clay that we are, we are the professional baseball team. There's no doubt about it. We are professionals. We are in the, the professional reaching people business. That's right. Okay? We're not amateurs. We're not a JV team. Officially right now, you need to realize you are on a professional team. But it, when I look at my friend who was doing something that I would, I, I think it, it was amazing what they were doing. Um, they're also working on a budget of like the New York Yankees, okay? To where we have to think for a minute, okay, but are we, can we be competitive? Absolutely. But you have to ask yourself, what do you want to be competitive in? How they did what they did or coming up with a, we, we met our target. What we did Saturday with what we did, did exactly what he did on his Saturday or Sunday with what he did. We met our goal. We showed honor to our people. They turned around and thought, this is so cool that they love us and they recognize what they do. And every year. Our um, leadership is growing and growing in numbers and in maturity and spiritually, uh, faith-wise growing. And you have to stop as a leader and, and stop and think, we may not be able to do something like somebody else does, but in what we do, are we still accomplishing the win? Right. On a professional baseball team, what's the win? We want to go to the playoffs and we want to go to the World Series. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You guys were able to accomplish that with what we did. We got to the playoffs, and we knocked it out of the ballpark for the World Series with what we were able to do. Sometimes going bigger isn't always better. Right. But knowing what has to take place is the most important question of what is the win and what is the goal. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, We were able to accomplish that this weekend. Now, here's the thing, too. If you can turn around and tell me, okay, but I think that if we did this, it would cause everybody to invite their friends. It would cause everybody to say, hey, listen, I want you to be my guest that night, and I want you and your family to come with us, and we want to show you what we do at Cowboy Junction, and introduce you to the vision of Cowboy Junction, and if you were to turn and say, yeah, you know what, for people that really want to, are not involved in our leadership and something that's not involved in our volunteer group, we could put something on for that because the, the win and the goal changes. Right. But for us to honor and to do what we did this weekend was great. Now, Clay has a great story that he wants to share with you guys about a, a young man who uh, was a successful businessman, and he wanted to purchase a big line item. Can you tell him about that story? Okay, and it, and it goes back to the opportunity cost. And, and so it was a, he was a young real estate guy, and he was killing it. And this was in the 80s. And um, so he, he set a goal for himself, and he was, he was in his early 20s, but when he started making 100000 a year, he was going to pull 40000 that he had in some investments, and he was going to pull it out, and he was going to pay cash for a Mercedes. So he set a goal. He, and and he was, he was, his wife was on board with it. I mean, it was a goal that they had. So in 1986, he made 100000 And so he pulled the money out and was ready to go, went down to the Mercedes dealership and found the one he wanted, talked to the guy. The, the sales guy, was, he was a little bit hesitant because he's a young guy, and he asked me, how are you going to pay for this? And he said, well, I've, I've got cash. And he goes, well... Let me send it home with you so you can sleep on it, all right? And so he takes it home, which there's 88% there's of the time if you take a car home, you buy it. That's kind of the, the rule on that deal. So he goes home. His wife loves it. His neighbors are over there looking at it. So he, he said, I made the mistake of getting out my financial calculator. 
and I looked at what 40000 could do somewhere else. He said, so I took it back the next day, told the guy I didn't want it. He said, I went and paid $6,000 cash for a car. He said, I would already pulled the 40000 out, so I had to do something with it. So I, he put it in, a, in another investment account. So 12 years down the road, he's very, years. very, very successful. He has since paid cash that he has saved for a Mercedes. He has a newer Mercedes. And he has not touched that money that was in that investment account. Hasn't added to it. Hasn't done anything. So he's driving down the road and he pulls up to a stop sign. And he's in his new Mercedes. And there's a 1986 Mercedes next to him at the stoplight. So he rolls down the window and it's a guy that was driving it. And he goes, hey, I'm not trying to be weird or anything, but how much is your car worth? And he goes, I just bought it. He said, I got it for the book value. I paid $4,000 for it. And he said, so, so he said, my wheels were turning, so I drove home and I checked my investment account. And he said, the balance on the account that day was 300000 Wow. And he said, that was the opportunity cost for 40000 I could have had a $4,000 12-year-old car, or I could have $300,000. And he said, that was, that was the opportunity cost for that, that decision that I made. Okay, so here's the deal. For a kid to work that hard and to make it that big, to set a goal, to reward himself, there's no doubt in my mind he deserved that car. Right. Twelve years before, if he'd have bought the $40,000 Mercedes, who would have blamed him? Yeah. Okay? But you have to now go to the, what was it, the, the opportunity cost and ask yourself, what really is the win? At my age, what's the win? In my ministry, what's the win? For my future, what's the win? For my volunteers, what's the win? And if we ever get to a point where you would go, this is a special occasion, or we have, we have a bigger vision than we had in the other ones. There's a purpose behind this. We as a church and leadership are never afraid to do this. I want to be perfectly clear. Never afraid to do this. And that's what I love about Clay. Is when I talked to him yesterday, he goes, whatever you want to do. But God had done something in my heart. And I realized that we were able to do exactly what we set out to do. And the cost, well, we, right now, we were. this is where we're at, and this is what we're going to do. So anyway, I thought that was really good for today's okay. leadership, to talk to everybody, encourage them, pump them up. And um, yeah, so if you come in and talk to me about your, your ministry needs more money, well, I may just tell you, well, we have to go back to this, okay? But never be afraid. Never be afraid of this. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. I thought that was good. That was good.